0: .NET ROCKS Episode 944 with guest Dan Wallin. Recorded live Wednesday, January 15th, 2014.
1: This episode is brought to you by Telerik, offering the best in developer tools and support. Online at telerik.com. And by franklins.net, makers of Gesture Pack, a powerful gesture recording and recognition system for Microsoft Connect for Windows developers. Details at gesturepak.com. And now, here are Carl and Richard.
2: Hey, Irvine! It's .NET RUN! Yeah!
1: What a crowd. Ah, uh, great bunch. We've had, a, we've had a great day here. I love this space. You'd never believe 10,000 people would fit in here. Yeah. <laughs> Room's bigger than you realize. It is big. California's big.
2: California is big, and we've been having a good time in it. Uh, where are we? We're at uh, UC Irvine. UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. Um, i would never, uh, never taken so long to drive seven miles. Oh, Yeah. We came up from San Diego today. In the morning. In
1: the morning. What could that's go a, wrong? That's a lot of cars. Man, there's a lot of cars in California. Yeah. I'm just all, saying. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I was to say. You know, there was one lane empty and we were able to use it. The HOV lane.
2: You know, if we didn't have a podcast to listen to, we'd be very bored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just get started with your friend and mine, Better Know Framework. Roll that music. All right, buddy, what do you got? Well, I I found a very cool article. I don't know if you've ever read this, but it's a blog by uh, Peter Michaud, and it's called JavaScript is Dead, Long Live JavaScript. Oh.
0: (laughs) I have seen that one.
2: Yeah, it's from June 2011, and if you go to tinyurl.com slash jsdead then that'll bring you here. Um, he, it, it's basically sort of a, a shortened shortened version of Crockford's essay, you know, his book. but mm-hmm. but JavaScript, there, the good part? Yeah, but it's so full of good stuff, and, and it's a great read. And for somebody who is coming into JavaScript, taking it more seriously now maybe, um, this is great, because it does tell you the history, the good stuff, the bad stuff, you know, the WTF stuff, uh, and, it has that? Yeah. And just, uh, and you know, the good and the bad and the ugly. But um, also some, some great new ways to think about JavaScript. So I, I thought it was a great read. It's a great article and chock full of good code samples, too. So there you go. TinyURL.com slash JSdead. JavaScript is dead. Long live JavaScript. Awesome. Love it. <laughs>
1: Who's talking to us, Richard? I grabbed a comment off of show eight. 78 which is a while ago yeah and this is a good javascript show this is the one we did with james kovacs where he talked about programming javascript functionally right and which generated a ton of comments but i've been meaning to read this one for a while because i thought you'd appreciate it uh, this is from dimitri a who says hi guys i live in the uk and i've been a fan of your show for quite some time although not very active with the comments uh but i did leave one up for the tablet show episode a while ago claiming loudly that flash is not dead Really, we have a theme going here. There you go. Long live flash? Is Tra- that the next part? I, no, I didn't say long live flash. No. but nobody's really saying are you sure? that anymore. I I, mean, I maybe it's pining for the fjords. There's something, something wrong <laughs> with Flash, clearly. Something. Yeah. You nailed it to the to the stand. But, yeah. okay, let's go on. Yeah. Uh Just wanted to thank you for hosting all of those great people and keeping it fresh and interesting. The fact is I've been a polyglot developer for as long as I can remember developing in Java, C Sharp, VB.NET, Objective-C, JavaScript for both mobile and web apps, although my heart is where you would guess it with .NET. Hmm. I've never been so excited in my life to be involved in all the different kinds of projects that use different technologies, and you can't know everything, but I do the best I can. My most recent project is a web app. Single-page application. I have started a little over a month ago, and I've already made some deceptions, and I've already made my decisions on what framework to use and with which libraries. In my opinion, the combination of Angular JS, Breeze, underscore JS, with a little Twitter Bootstrap and some jQuery help is all you need to feel like a god. <laughs> I am four! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, forgot to mention also, dotted uh, MVC and a little web API for the back end, of course. Yeah. Anyway, coincidentally, you guys have been feeding all of us these great shows on spa and JavaScript development lately, and I can't be more than grateful for that. Thank you for making it easy out there to be a programmer. Uh, And that's from Dimitri.
2: Well, you can thank our guests. We actually have very little to do with it. Yes. So, thanks, Dimitri. And we're going to do
1: a little more today, Dimitri. Yep. So, a .NET Rocks mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, just write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or in any of our mobile apps. We've got them for Android, iOS, Windows Phone 7 and 8, and Windows 8. And those apps were built by
2: Diatom Enterprises. we would love to build you an app, just go to DiatomEnterprises.com. And that brings us to our guest, Dan Wallin is here. Dan founded the Wallin Group at wallinegroup.com That's W-A-H-L-I-N group.com, by the way, which specializes in .NET, SharePoint, consulting, all sorts of things, and on-site and online training solutions. He's a Microsoft regional director and has been awarded Microsoft's MVP award for ASP.NET, Connected Systems, and Silverlight before that. Dan is on the INETA Speakers Bureau, speaks at conferences and user groups around the world, and has written several books on .NET, such as Professional Silverlight Development, Professional ASP.NET 3.5 Ajax, ASP.NET MVP Hacks and Tips, and XML for ASP.NET Developers. Dan blogs at weblogs.asp.net slash and writes regular columns for Dr. Dobbs and Dev Connections Pro Magazines. Welcome, Dan. Good to be here again, guys. Glad to yeah, have you back. Glad to have you back. You, you, and uh, we, we like talking to you because you did this transition from XAML guy to Angular, you know, SPA guy. Sort of a forced transition in some cases, yeah, but but yeah. but it was really cool because those two things, those two technologies under the hood, nothing alike, and yet you the approach is very much very similar in terms of binding and all of that stuff. Yep. And so you helped us. You know, through the mire of, you know, making that transition by analo- you know, analogizing, basically, if that's the word, <laughs> making analogies, you know, back and forth. And uh, that was very valuable to many of us. Dan, didn't you no, do thanks. like
1: our second tablet show ever, which I think was like did. Re- resist the drama because that was right when the whole Silverlight bomb was going off? Yep. You're like yeah. everybody needs to just chill. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was a long time ago.
0: If you're if you're not ready, we were just talking. Richard and I were talking uh, about VB and SQL back in the day. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, let's face it; you could still build apps, and that it still works. Sure. So uh, I don't get all worried about that stuff.
1: Yeah. No, we. It's not like we're not going to have a job. Right. Somebody who can think about how to. Translate business requirements into code that can actually fulfill those
2: requirements effectively is going to be busy, whatever that looks like. Unless you are, you know, dogmatic about your tools, and that seems to be that's, where the problem is.
0: That's where the problem is. Yeah, everybody gets too hung up on. Well, I do it this way, so that's the only right way. And yeah, it's like no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, I don't buy one right way. There's no such thing. That's right. And you've really, I got to admit, I'm in awe of your blog. There's some really cool stuff in there. Your Thanks. magazine pages. That if you the haven't flipboard. seen this, the Flipboard thing, that's really neat, man. It's like oh, you're thanks. generating a dynamic magazine in a web page.
0: It's fun stuff. its uh, I always, and you know, you guys kind of do the same thing in the show, every show, so you do the same thing. But I always like to keep up on the latest tech. And uh, so for those here locally that haven't heard of Flipboard, anybody have Flipboard on your Android or anything? Uh, yeah, that's
2: quite a few hands. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: iOS, whatever, Windows Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, you can make your own magazine. So, I decided to make, we, we got a couple now. We got AngularJS and JavaScript HTML5, yeah. uh, Azure, MBC, and XAML. Neat. So, they're fun. It's a good way to kind of consolidate it all.
2: And these flipboards are what, reference material? or It's just flip? like if you did a blog. Okay.
0: And I go, man, Carl's blog rocks because he's from .NET yeah. Rocks. <laughs> um then that was poor. sorry yeah it it makes it so that uh instead of like me giving you guys a bunch of bookmarks or you go to right. a really boring list of bookmarks sure you can flip through like a magazine of your oh, that's great your blogs
2: that's awesome uh richard's blogs and whatever so what have you been doing lately what's really catching a fire
0: so uh web api a lot of web api lately uh i'm a huge fan of web api i don't know if anyone out there here locally, use as much. Yeah. Woo! Yeah!
2: yeah there you all right. That's This guy gets, uh,
0: how much did they pay you Easy, for sir. Easy. <laughs> because <laughs> if they didn't pay you, we're going to have to escort you out. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Keep your shirt uh, on, sir. <laughs> <on. laughs> uh, and then uh, as far as uh, a lot of the training world and kind of mentoring lately has been uh, in that. A lot of combo, I guess you could say, on the front end. So okay. AngularJS. Right. Very big, big part of what we're doing lately. Right. Web me... API works awesome for that. Sure. And then uh MVC or JS, Just depends on what we're doing.
1: Okay. So the, the the setup that Dimitri had, his his tribe of tools there. It sounded pretty close to, you know, yeah. somebody so you you talk about Mo, but Web API, you know, same sort of thing. Web API on the back end, Angular with sure, underscore on end. the front end.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, when you're reading that, I kind of chuckle a little because I'm going, "Yeah, it sounds like a pretty good mix." Yeah, of uh, tools. You know, it depends on what you're doing. But uh, do you yeah. buy
1: this idea of the calling it a tribe—that it's a set of tools that like each other and get along well? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's clever because some of those tools, some of the libraries don't get along well.
0: Well, and and that's—I think we uh, it was Ward Bell. You guys were at GitHub. I remember that came up mm-hmm. The
2: year before last
0: because that's one thing I think we might have even talked on another show that you know I've always been leery of uh, all these scripts like you know check out my app i'm using 20 libraries
1: yeah that's scary
0: and if it's all dot net i think it's a little bit different in that they're compiled and at least you know they built right <laughs> with javascript
2: who knows who knows who knows yeah. what that browser you know gonna do. i mean
0: who knows what's going to happen well, so not only
2: that you have 20 sources and you know with in various states of exactly. support and all that yeah. Exactly,
0: because we don't really freak out if you say my app has twenty assemblies. Because I mean, just open up an MVC app right. and look at the assembly count. I haven't been you get more twenty assemblies to count, just by
1: saying I'd like an ASP.NET.
0: Exactly, exactly. I suppose
2: you get some points for it being JavaScript and you having the source code essentially,
0: and that's kind of nice, you know. Um, you know, when you have it, but
2: yeah. So anyway, so who wants
1: to debug somebody else's library? Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's the real battle. You know, you hit it on the head there, Carl G. When you get an error inside of somebody else's library, and you you have to presume it's not actually the library's fault. You've done something. But you know the error is raised completely miles away from wherever the problem is. Right, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a terrible tough trap. I don't remember that getting that in Visual Interdev. I think that's what well, killed well, Visual yeah, Interdev. That, I, I, I was I was reminded yeah. I of
2: various pain points, you know, that's my key word today. <laughs> uh, back in the days of VB controls, right? You know, we yeah. had these problems where people were not buying controls because they were relying on vendors who were slow to fix bugs and yep. you know, they're I there remember and, those good yeah. old days. And so you wanted to minimize the number of vendors that you bought controls from. Yeah. yeah, that's well, why I think some of those are very few of them are still around. That's I right. I think they're the yeah. ones that finally figured it out. Right. I, I mean, and, and you're right, though. In .net, we've hopefully it's all been tested, you know, and then compiled, which is in a way another test. The good news for JavaScript is
0: uh, now everybody's jumped on the test bandwagon. Right. And there's plenty of libraries out there. You got Mocha. Everybody's
2: and, t- jumped on well, the no, test no, no, bandwagon. No, sorry.
0: A lot of the popular libraries, yeah. let's put it that way, have jumped on the test bandwagon and uh have some pretty robust tests just like you would have. So that's why uh for me Angular JS is pretty exciting because I'm able to cut out, in fact, even that list that was it, Dimitri yep. had said. Um, which I I mean underscore is awesome, jQuery is awesome, Angular, you know, I like all Breeze, those. Yep. Breeze, Yeah, Breeze is really cool if you haven't used Breeze before, uh data, you know, client side data management. Yeah. Um but for me, what's really excited about Angler, and the reason I kind of jumped on the bandwagon early, was that it did offer that kind of, I won't say one script, but pretty
1: dang close to one core script. Right. But, I mean, that to me is also scary, too, because it better do everything you need it to do, and it it all be good. You, know I, you yep. know, I remember having the cassette player and record player put together. They pretty much did both badly. <laughs> you know, like having single-purpose libraries to me kind of
2: makes sense. Well, it's been a while since we ran down the list of features of Angular JS. Why don't we? Why don't we do that?
0: Yeah. So, uh, has anyone here used Angular at all? Anybody? Very few
2: hands, I think.
0: All right. I'd say, yeah, not a ton. So, if you're building single-page applications, um, Angular is pretty awesome in that world. If you're not looking at single-page applications, it's not a good option, uh, in my opinion. You know, if you're going to do, for instance, I, I get a question a lot uh, on data binding on the client side. And we, we opened up by talking about XAML. You right. Know, and exactly. XAML, the reason I love XAML is the data binding. And, of cool. course, some of you probably use like, Knockout before for uh, your client side binding. Yeah. And if that's all you wanted to do, I'd say just, you know, stick with Knockout. Right. But when it comes to a framework, Knockout's a library. jQuery's a library. Underscore's a library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Angular is more in the Ember backbone realm. Uh Durandal is a really cool one that's yes. also new. Yeah. Right. From Rob Eisenberg. Um they all are frameworks and yeah, I agree it could be scary. Uh I'll tell you why it's not scary for me. Is number one, they have over 10 full-time people on it. Right. Uh mm. it's open source. Very robust tests behind the scenes. And their docs are finally getting pretty awesome, actually. But as far as features, what it offers is think of it as like a mini-me version of a client-side framework. And what it allows us to do is uh, if I want to load up multiple views and have the – they call it MV Star now, not MVC per se or MVVM. Uh, Because it does them all. Yeah, because it really Angular to me is MVC plus MVVM. Okay. But a lot of people outside the Microsoft world – never even heard of MVVM. Right. You know, that's more WPF, Silverlight, right. you know, yep. type stuff. Yep. Or or Knockout, maybe you could say. But it's pretty cool that way because, uh, number one, you get a really nice pattern, but it's not forcing you mm-hmm. that you got to do things. So if I don't like a piece they did, I can actually substitute it out. It's very modular. Right. So everything from loading your views, having patterns you can follow like MVC, uh, all that fun stuff, uh, you know, all your Ajax stuff's built in. The equivalent of a jQuery plugin you could do with Angular. It's called a directive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I can go on and on. But testing's
2: the core of it. Out of the box, it's testable. And when you say it's really good for spas, but if you're not doing a spa, you don't recommend it. Is that it, it because is, is that because of the statefulness of it? It's more because it might be bigger than you need.
0: If you don't need the features yeah. it offers and you're only using, you know, two of the, say, 25 features it offers, okay. right. it just seems like overkill to me. It's a lot of bytes That's to what I mean by that. I see. I think it depends on the app. Like, I'm building a little kind of custom shopping thing right now. You don't want
2: to download it every time you load right, a page. You right, I it mean, once. it's, you know, it's cached and oh, all right. that, but, but, it's a cash but still,
0: but, oh, right. but still, it's like, if you only need data binding, why not just go with a good data binding? Right. Yeah,
2: sure. I got it. Yeah, why all bytes around you're not using.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
2: more, more, use what you need, and if you don't need it, don't use it. Sometimes I hear from people who use Knockout that Angular seems a little too, like, difficult to approach. What are they talking about there?
0: Yeah, so anyone that's worked with, like, Lincoln Logs or Legos is my analogy. Uh, Angular has a lot of, like, Lego pieces to it. So I'll, th- I'll throw out a few here. You got directives, right, and that's kind of your little HTML things. Mm-hmm. You got your controllers, you got your factories, services, providers, and I can go on and on and on. And what's hard about it is knowing how to put the pieces together. Once that clicks, because when I first started, I was like, this framework sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, I just didn't get it at first. Right. It's a little bit different how it does it. It has dependency injection and all this other stuff built in. But once I understood how to put the Lego pieces together, that's when I had, I, as I call it, my light bulb moment mm-hmm. right. and went oh, this is freaking awesome. But <laughs> sure. until you understand how it fits together, it doesn't seem so awesome.
2: And what did it take? Did it take building a few apps and seeing some samples? And <laughs> No, for me, it was getting off my butt and
0: reading the docs oh, a little bit. Oh, there you go. You know how it is. You're like, ah, like, oh, how hard could it be? Like, right. This is probably easy. I'm going to learn this. And sure. then like two hours later, you're like, man, I don't get any of this. So, <laughs> Wow. Uh,
2: I thought I was smart. So take the time and read the docs.
0: Yeah, and the docs, when I first started, they were pretty bad, I'll admit. It Okay. It wasn't too good, you know, a year ago or so. Um, they've been putting a lot of work into the docs, and so it's a lot better. For those that are interested, um, up on YouTube, I also have it's called Angular JS in sixty-ish minutes. It's because it ended up being seventy-one minutes. Oh wow! Um, and it'll walk you through how all the pieces fit together, and hopefully you'll have that light bulb moment. I doing it.
2: some plural side things too, or is there stuff? Yeah, up I there? haven't done
0: as much with Angular okay um there's so, already some stuff there if you're doing pluralsight yeah, uh, yeah angular yeah. js fundamentals uh my buddy john papa has several uh, sure um, so yeah
1: yeah that's cool it's a it's a place to build it so what about it looking at from a a mobile context because it's it's a fairly beefy framework is it something that you should be using depends on mobile?
0: it's it's not as beefy as some right <laughs> uh there's some that are re- i mean we're talking like Compressed 256K or something like that. Jeez. Not, That's that, not, not Angular. An angular yeah. No, some others. Yeah. Uh, I won't name them because I could be wrong. But um, it does have – so what they did when the 1.2 release came out, which was, I don't know, a couple months ago, they kind of modularized everything. So they used to have a bigger core. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to do things like animations or a big part of SPA's is routing, right? Uh, that was kind of all built in the core. And I think they realized that, whoa, this is going to get out of hand and our core is going to get too big. So, what they did is they made everything modular. And so, now, for instance, routing is its own module, they call it. It's a module to the, in the .NET world would probably be analogous to like an assembly, mm-hmm. I, I think is the closest analogy. So, they broke it out, um, which was a good move, I think. And things like animations and routing and anyway, I'll get to your question. And they also have touch. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Now, it's it's something they're working on more. Uh, if you follow, which I follow all the, you know, you got Igor and Miskoff and Matias and All these Google Brad guys. And yeah, the guys that are building the framework. If you follow, follow their stuff, they know that they still need to do more work on it from what I hear from them. But uh, you could absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to tie it into, you know, PhoneGap or uh, what's the new name for it? Uh,
1: Cordova. Cordova, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you could do that. Um, it does have support touch stuff like that. There is a separate module for that, but yeah,
1: yeah. And it's interesting to think in those contexts of for a tablet app, for example, where you know if you could do a spa right, it looks more like a native app than it looks like a, a web page. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think one time we actually different show talked about. Yeah. It. I, I call it if you want the way. I always get the question, when should I use a spa? And you know, that's a pretty hard question to answer. Yeah. My usual response is, are you looking for that desktop sort of look and fill? Well, maybe not look, but fill. Mm-hmm. Then Spa, I think, works awesome. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of apps where you know you hear, oh, you should always build native. I think it totally depends on your app. Yeah, sure. If I'm building a game or something maybe, uh, or something that's pretty heavy on graphics. But for a lot of business apps, I don't know that it's that... You know, everybody's pretty happy with the web in general.
1: Yeah, The B2C <laughs> scenario to me, where you're a company who wants to make your customers able to access your products more easily, is this where that kind of cross-platform story really comes big? Yeah, I think so. Because you need to cover all the platforms.
0: Yep. Yeah, I was uh, working with a particular big company that makes chips, we'll mm-hmm. say. And, uh, cause technically I'm not allowed to say the name. I actually, got tru- I actually got in trouble, believe it or not, for saying their name once. Right. I'm like, I can't say the name. Not those kind yeah. of chips. Anyway, um, yeah, not those kind of chips. They are doing that exact thing. They have, uh, behind the scenes an SAP setup. Right. And, uh, SAP now exposes this kind of spot ish. It's not Angular, but spot ish framework, um, using jQuery mobile. Right. And they now have it where you know it can run on pretty much all the mobile devices because they just didn't have the team available to support. You know they would they would have preferred to build it native, but, yeah, but it, they didn't it, have those skills.
1: I don't know that it matters either. It's not like if you not you're an, this type of app if you're this company building an app for your product, it's not like you're going to have a competitor, right? What you need is good enough. It's That's more right. important, I think, to say to a customer, "I have an app for your device." Than it is to say to a customer, I have the best experience on somebody else's device. Right. You know, right. it's. I think it's got to be good enough.
0: I think it just totally depends on the app. You know, I, I think there's many scenarios where it should be native. I mean, that's why I like the, uh, which I always say they have the coolest logo, the Xamarin stuff. Yeah. Um, I love their logo. I don't know why. I just like it. <laughs> it's whoever, the monkey. Whoever. Yeah. It's all well, the monkey. N- yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I like know. the X, the new X yeah, that right. they have. But anyway... Um, that's, you know, a pretty awesome way to go if you do need the cross, uh, but you want to still have one team,
1: right? You know, building it, but not work at C sharp rather than work at JavaScript, right?
0: Right. But if you want something that can be web based, you know, mm-hmm. and or this other, then it's possible. I mean, as soon as you start integrating PhoneGap and some of these other frameworks around it, right? That does change things because you got the hooks.
2: Did you become a CSS guy <laughs> or do you this use a CSS? Does anyone library? in here claim to
0: be a CSS expert? I Anyone? mean, did you embrace it? <laughs> so, yeah, I embraced it. And I'm so I'm working on a site right now and I'm using a lot of Bootstrap just because okay. it's easier. It's probably overkill for this, but it's easier. And I swear I have never had, if I have a heart attack, it will probably be because of CSS. Yeah. <laughs> That stuff just kicks your it butt. Sucks, you know? doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome when you get it right.
2: Sure, but everything's awesome oh. when you get it right. Right, right. But yeah. the,
0: the three hours you worked on that stupid ten pixel oh, yeah.
2: issue, you know, kicks your butt. And after a while, you're just like, screw it, I'm doing a table.
0: right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs>
2: I don't care what Scott Hanselman says. I'm making a table. Making a table. A table <laughs> I'm telling you
0: Monday I was there. I did get it to work with the, the bootstrap layout thing. You know, they got their new column layout thing in the bootstrap uh, what three. Right. And I'm tell telling you, Monday, Monday, I was like, screw it, man. I'm yeah. going with tables. That's it. But then I kept going back to mobile and going, Oh, but how's it gonna scrunch down on mobile? You yeah, know, for right. responsive exactly. design. So what you can do with tables, is just harder. You can, it's harder. That's funny. It's such
2: a pain in the Kazuma. It is,
0: man. I, CSS, yeah. I'm not an expert in
2: CSS. So you like to use Bootstrap and, yeah. yeah and Bootstrap, I, I for those, those who don't know, it's a, it's, it's a library where you get used to using their tags for, for things that you normally have in, in an app. And well, what's cool app, is yeah. MVC5
0: has it built in now. So, that's
2: cool yeah that's really cool So you
0: know you get jquery when you, you use well let me we finish
2: when you use their tags then you can just swap out the css files and then the things just magically change appearance yeah so it's just nice standardization what i've always thought about
1: bootstrap is that's how as a web developer who's not an expert css can do something that a css expert won't kill him for Right, ah, like yeah. sometime later when we're going to reskin this and we're going to hire the one guy in the world who actually knows how to make CSS three work, <laughs> and it's, apparently it's Levero. Right, <laughs> so when you actually get Leveru on the phone, <laughs> you "Oh, you use Bootstrap? <laughs> yeah, I can work with you. Not, you no, know, you're doomed. To jump off a bridge." Right, right? <laughs> like just I figured that was the workaround. Was okay, we're going to use this pattern and we'll be safe. Yeah, yeah, I suppose there's some really cool ones out there. Yeah, but there's Bootstrap and you got Pure,
0: and then uh, I'm totally my mind's you know. Line yeah. blank here. Uh, there's another one.
2: That starts with a Z. Uh, but in, but the fact is, is that you you didn't jump in full bore and say I'm I'm CSS guy now. No, no, no.
0: Heck, if I had any designer yeah. skills, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of got to get a good, like color matching. Right. I got those sites bookmarked, man, for the color and swatches. And there's no such thing
2: you know. as like something that does. I, I don't even know. Does Adobe uh, do Adobe Illustrator or any of those things output CSS and
0: that's, that's outside of my, my pay yeah, grade. I don't yeah,
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> a funny special. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I have
0: some friends that do, but that's not me.
1: Well, and we did do the show. I think the last time you were on, we were doing a show where, okay, you you're still a Silverlight person, or you you know you miss yeah, the Silverlight, that's right. and you want to switch to Web. Uh, you know, here it's like, like it's never been an easier time yes. to make the jump over to Web right now with the tools where they are right now. Before,
0: I, I, no, I always say, knockout, you know, Steve Sanderson. Steve Sanderson, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, he's the guy. Because yeah. uh, until that made data binding really popular yeah. mm-hmm. in the JavaScript world, yeah most of us were like, I don't, well, if you did XAML, you knew better. But yeah. if you didn't, you just did the jQuery way. And, right. you know, for every text box, you had two lines of code minimum, one to get text in, one to get text out. Right, yeah. Whereas with data binding, you hook it up once,
1: boom, done. Just right. works half the code.
0: Yeah, and that's where when Knockout came out, uh, that was pretty awesome because especially sort of what's gone on
1: with Silverlight. Yeah. Um, we still don't actually know placement. what the state of Silverlight is. Microsoft's never said a thing.
2: No, no. But well, we, it's, we call infer. it Windows 8 now. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, or at least part of it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think that really, uh, for those that are in that world still, we talked about that last show, so I won't go back
1: into it. Sure. But.
0: That was a huge deal because we just didn't have that before.
1: Yeah. And just, and, well, and again, it's we talk about what's the important skill. We've all changed a few times here. What's the actual important skill? And I think part of what, we when we talked about that time around, uh, is you learn some patterns. I mean, I think MVVM came into reality because of Silverlight. Because this was a pattern made popular. Yeah, that made sustainable code. If I build this way, I can manage this project. It will live one version to the next. And that, I think, is a, a valuable pattern. You get that in your head. You've got that figured out. You don't want to let that go. It makes good software. Yep. Now You could change some tools on me, you know, take, switch the approach around a little bit. But if you don't take that pattern away, then it, I, I stay productive. And I think that's an interesting part of this is how much new stuff do I have to learn to move forward.
0: Well, and that's why these frameworks like Angular, I think that's why I've kind of latched onto to it, is it's, you know, it's not totally MVVM. Right. Kind of. In fact, I got corrected by uh, the first time I ever blogged about Angular. One of the guys that actually wrote the framework. Right. Responded. <laughs> And he said, you know, he was real nice, actually. I can't remember if it was Igor or Miskoff. It was one of those guys. But anyway, uh, he responded and said, uh, you know, great post. He was really nice about it. Mm -hmm. But he said, but this part's totally wrong. (laughs) 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 And I went back and looked at it. And I'm like, you know what? He's he's right, which he would be. He wrote it. Yeah, he would know. Um, And it was with uh, the whole MVVM concept with Angular because I was interpreting a controller as like a view model.
1: Right. And it's
0: not. They have this thing called Scope which is really like a view model. So anyway, that's why I latched on to some of these other frameworks because it was an easy transition. Mm. Easier. Put those yeah. things together. Easier.
2: What have been some of the biggest challenges with, uh, with Angular? I think the biggest
0: challenge is, uh, for instance, it's really easy. Um, in, in fact, I was talking to Richards. I'm giving a talk tomorrow at the an Angular conference in mm-hmm. Salt Lake. And I uh, am doing this live demo, which is probably a bad idea. There's going to be no slides, I don't think, at this point. No given net. that it's tomorrow, I'm running out of time for slides anyway. <laughs> but um, it's really easy to forget certain things. Like I mentioned, everything's modular. Yeah. And so you could get all your routing code right, but if you forgot to include the mod, it's almost like forgetting to include a DLL reference. Sure. Right. But in the C Sharp world, that's no biggie because when you build, it screams at you.
2: So when you say a live demo, you do, you mean coding by hand Right. On, uh, I'm going to build out the all the
0: pieces. Which is
2: probably a mistake. So you got to have a separate screen that shows you what you're going to type.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I've been practicing today. In fact, Richard was behind me and he could hear me going, "Ah, son of a," (laughs) because I blew it on one of my practice runs. Right. uh, So,
2: so the complexity is.
0: Yeah, it's just there's it's again it's like if you were to take a my kids used to be into the uh, Star Wars Legos. Sure. And if I were to take the book away and say, "Okay, build that ad at now." Yeah. You'd be like, uh, you know, I, I need the book. There's just a lot of pieces. Once you understand how uh, factories and services work and how controllers can use them, yeah. it's pretty easy. But it's also pretty easy to forget to add like the ng-route module, as an example. Okay. And then everything breaks. Now, granted, you, know, you hit F12, developer tools, well, it's check so- it out. It
2: sounds to me like just you know, when we were learning how yeah. to program. I it's mean, the same thing. You're just learning a whole new thing, and it's new. It's the same
0: thing. So now, luckily, I've seen the errors enough that I go, oh, yeah, you're an idiot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And, you
0: know, go fix it.
2: Yeah. Well, Richard, you know what time it is? Uh, Must be that happy time again. That's right. It's time to build the Death Star out of Legos.
1: (laughs) You said that just the other day. It says, you have a Death Star now. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. Oh, that's right. We were at uh, at uh, CodeMash, and one of the prizes we gave away, the 64-bit question, was the Lego Death Star. That's right. I nice. see. So, there you go. Yeah, awesome. I said, and I said that to the winner.
2: Use that wisely. It's actually time to give away a Telerik DevCraft Complete Collection to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club, but before we announce the winner... Let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Telerik iCinium, which lets you develop, test, and publish iOS and Android apps from a single code base using only HTML5 and JavaScript, all from within Visual Studio, and you get comprehensive backend as a service in the cloud, integrated support for Kendo UI and jQuery mobile, as well as integrated testing and deployment. All this makes iCenium a robust end to end mobile app development platform for .NET developers. Telerik iCenium is available on a subscription basis and is now part of the Telerik DevCraft Ultimate collection. So start a free 30-day trial of iCenium with support at icenium.com/dnr and that's i c e n i u m.com/dnr and don't forget to thank Telerik for supporting .NET rocks. All right buddy, who's our winner? Today's winner is Brett Robichaud. Congratulations, Brett. Brett just won a Telerik DevCraft Complete Collection. That's just about everything Telerik does in one box. That's it's awesome. about $2,000 value just for being a member of the fan club, just for saying, I want to be a fan. There you go. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to .netrocks.com. Click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world. Every show, we give away a Tebcraft Complete Collection. And every December, we give away $5,000 worth of technology to one lucky member. Andy Smith from Wales just won this year. Indeed, yeah. He built himself quite a tablet development system. And it's in the mail. It's on its way. He's He's got it.
1: He's got it. He still can't believe it. Yeah. So keeps, we, his wife kept telling him it was, we were actually Nigerian
2: princes. That's right. <laughs> Don't answer that email. They're going to scam you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, uh, we're just going to send you a bunch of stuff. <laughs> we're going to send you a bunch of stuff. He did promise to take pictures, and yes. we'll have those on the, on the website. For sure. Awesome. But Dan, if you had $5,000 to spend on technology today, what would you buy? Mm. All the stuff you didn't get
1: for Christmas.
0: So, uh... I don't know if it counts as technology. Be close. There's a uh, really cool quadcopter. No, doesn't count. No, ah, doesn't absolutely oh. technology. <laughs>
1: but I, but I can, uh, Are know. you
2: talking like, uh, like a real one with a gas engine? Like that, or are you? Talking uh, it's electric. Oh, yeah. But it's
0: like 1200 bucks. One of the big ones? Phantom, it's called. The Phantom. The Phantom, Oh, team. yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. That's okay, a good one. And then me, I found an about even this. bigger one. Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Tell me about the Phantom. So the
0: Phantom, go to uh, DJI.com, I think, or DJS.com, something like that. We'll so find I hope it. One of
2: those isn't important. We'll find it. We'll get a URL. <laughs> good thing we don't have it on the screen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it uh, allows you, it has a 300-meter wireless range. Wow. So on your controls... You can hook in your iPhone, Android, Windows phone, whatever. I, I don't know which apps they have, but I know they support some of those. Okay. It has a little stand for it. Uh-huh. And while it is up, you can actually have the video. And it has a HD camera okay. in it. It'll stream it back.
2: Well, the Paratron does that, so, too. It's yeah. 200 bucks. This yeah, is just a little beefier and bigger. Uh, this okay. is big time. That's yeah. big time. Yeah, this that is, is big, big. time. Big. And what's I, the URL, Richard? That it's
1: dgi.com. dgi.com. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Phantom's one of their products.
2: You know, my, my wife uh, came up with a slogan for a T-shirt. Uh, Drones don't kill people, programmers do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be featured on our new website, programmerwidow.com. <laughs> well, there's 1200 bucks, man. You, you've got to spend more. That's not enough. More, more, hey, more. You've got to buy some guns to attach to that thing. <laughs>
0: I'd probably get a. Uh, I saw. I don't remember the resolution, but one of the new. I think it was a Dell. Had a new monitor with just like this ridiculous resolution. So I'd 4K. add some more. Yeah, yeah. it's probably 4K. Yeah,
1: 3840 by 2160. Jeez, <laughs> that's it's four 1080p monitors in one screen. Wow. Yeah, it takes it there it takes a lot of video card to drive that screen. Well, see,
0: I'd have to get a good video card. Yeah. So, I'd get that and uh, yeah, other than that, I'm uh, I'm fortunate to have software wise I'm pretty good right now. So, yeah,
1: but the four the 4K monitors are
2: expensive. This, 3 yeah. or four grand. Oh, we just looked at the TV, it was crazy. It's like yeah. eight, eight grand. Now, what's that one you found?
1: Uh, yeah, I was just thinking if I was going to spend five grand on a quadcopter, I'd probably go for the octocopter. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I'm thinking of is the one yeah. we saw when we
2: were in, yeah, we were uh, in, in, Belfast. In, Belfast. in Belfast. Yeah, there we were in Belfast at the Titanic Museum. We walked outside and we saw this thing in the sky, and it from it looked like it was far off, and then we saw some guys operating it. And they were doing aerial photography. And this was an Octo, right? Yeah. But it was big. Uh, I, I would imagine three or four feet, maybe a meter square. And, uh, and, and it, and it, it was had gas a gas-powered. Uh, yeah. No, it was electric. It was, really? really? But it had those big battery packs sort on of. it. But they had a, a full full-size
1: was. Canon camera right. on a gimbal. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. A One of the nice ones. Because yeah. you can get those on those,
0: yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, I was going to say, they're have, they're you seen, have you seen the TED Talk on quadcopters? No, 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 no. Anybody seen this? Yeah. Oh, man. Is it not awesome? Yeah. I'm telling you. Go go All to right. TED or whatever and just search. You can go to YouTube and find it and search for Quadcopter. Right? This is turning Anyone a know the guy's name? I don't remember his name. It is phenomenal. What They have these uh, full-time guys working on programs for it. And they even have quadcopters that fly in unison.
1: Oh, wow! Oh yeah, it's, the, the, it's the, amazing. Everybody's seen those. That's clearly you know when our robot overlords take over. Right? Well,
0: they, they in fact didn't they call the in the net the demo? He calls it Skynet. So. Yeah, <laughs> we are the robot
1: overlords. <laughs> yeah, we just don't realize it. yet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've found here's a few of these quadcopters running about eight grand. I can blow your budget. Okay. That's can a we, lot on a on You give a me eight? I'm just curious. Of five? <laughs> what are you going to do with something with a big camera on there? Whose window are you going to fly up to
2: exactly? So, much. No, right. yeah. <laughs> I never wasn't in, interested in peeping Tomism before, but then I got a quadcopter, <laughs> and all of a sudden.
0: Uh, that'd be a good way. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would be. I'd uh, be widow on that, but it'd be from death because no she killed out. me. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, no, we were interested because uh, it'd be really cool if you go out to some cool parks, mm-hmm. and I know they're going to ban them. Sure. But it'd be really cool to get up and get some great shots. Yeah. yeah. Video yeah. Aerial photography. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we were interested.
2: And, you know, think about how expensive it is to get up in a plane and do aerial photography or a helicopter. Or a helicopter. Yeah. yeah.
0: In fact, I, w- I was reading an article about that. A lot of the movies now, they have these really high end right. quadcopters and right. that's how they're doing their uh,
2: flyby. Sure. And yeah. even inside, even in a studio, instead of having big dollies and, you know, machines that move around and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah. So, a,
0: anyway, that's what I've been looking at lately. But the wife didn't surprise me, unfortunately.
1: So oh, wow. In the in the whole park thing, when they banned the quadcopters, there's a, there was an Indiegogo called uh, Panono. Isn't this show
2: about angular?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Just give me a sec. Give me a sec. We're going to get there. You guys don't mind a little geeking out, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And Panono literally is a a, a ball, you know, s- smaller than, say, a volleyball, just covered in cameras. Really? And, but, and, you, and you, all you do is you throw it straight up. And it takes the pictures as it gets to the, uh, to the perigee of the, of the throw. So as wow. you get as high as it's going to go, and it's just about to descend. So it's sort of still in the air. All the cameras fire and it gives you this massive wow. 360 panorama of the height of your What's throw. What's it called? Oh, wow.
2: Panono. I never even heard of that. Yeah. Wow.
1: I'll oh, add a link to it.
2: And it's only, how much is that going to sell? they 500 it for? bucks. 500 bucks. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's but, better than eight grand. That's yeah. really cool. I've got to tell you, that's a there's there's so, Christmas gift right there. So many gadgets. We could do a gadget show. We <laughs> could. Yeah. But let's talk about Angular. Let's go back to Angular. Right, because right. I think one of the things, Dan, I think we we just sort of leaped into this because you've been doing this for a while now. But if I'm an ASP.NET developer, maybe I've got my head around MVC. Yeah. You know. Love I, it. But I'm not really into the JavaScript side of things yet. You know, they, they we haven't there seems to be these two different styles. If I came from this from ASP.net, I'm used to everything lives on the server. The server renders all we need to know. And uh, hopefully I'm not doing a whole lot of postbacks. But, you know, that that's where I'm coming from. Yep. And all these crazy JavaScript libraries freak me out. Like, it's a very different way to think. So I'm just trying to see, like, is if I'm still doing it that way, and now I'm looking at jumping, is this a good time? Like, are we better now? Because it seemed real oh, scary yeah. for a while.
0: I think compared to even a year ago, Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're way better. Uh, the frameworks are way more stable. They're working on everybody's working on really hard. Uh, Ember just had a release. I'm not an Ember guy per se, but right. they've recently hit the 1.0 milestone. Uh, you know, Angular's on 1.2 now. Um, Durandal is actually awesome. Yeah, uh, I've been playing with that more and more lately.
2: If I'm if I'm working with Kendo UI, is there any way that I can? take advantage of angular if i'm doing stuff all on the server and i don't even want to touch javascript
0: so kendo ui actually has you know if you're doing kendo then you're A lot of client side, anyway.
1: Yeah, you're already there.
0: Um, and they do have some Angular directives, Mm -hmm. and they make it pretty dang easy now to actually tie in. I'm not really a Kendo expert per se. Yeah, but I know enough to be dangerous. Okay. And they do have a way that you can uh, tie in those Kendo UI components. You know, the plugins. Right. A lot of it's you know jQuery compatible and all that
2: with uh, Angular. So they can integrate and play nice. Yeah. I guess that's a wonderful thing about JavaScript is that stuff tends to play nicely together.
0: In general. In general. general. Yeah, uh, and for the most part, I'd say it does.
1: So, all right. So, I want to get started. Where you do you say start with Angular? Is there anywhere else to look? Like, what's the sort of the first um, steps?
0: Well, if I was an MVC developer, first off, I would debate: is it worth it to even move to that world? Because really? you know, people loved. Uh, make these one-size-fits-all decisions and say. I, well, they all want to believe in the one right way. Right, right. And, you know, they hear everybody giving these talks now. You know, SPA is like the buzzword lately. Yeah. And if we go back two years, we would have had a different buzzword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just how technology we works. We did.
1: It was Silverlight.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, and anyway, so I would first debate, you know, is SPA the right approach for your app? And I'll give you a, a couple reasons why it may be not be a good approach. Right. Um, I'm doing a new site right now. That is uh, not using Angular, and the reason is that I didn't want to worry about the search engine optimization SEO stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you do a SPA, everything's being downloaded on the fly, right. and if you don't have a robot, uh, you know, a spider or whatever they use from Google mm-hmm. and Bing and all that, that's actually running the JavaScript, you get nothing. Yeah, it doesn't know how to index yourself. Right, and
2: chances are you'll get nothing if that's, you're running a SPA,
0: and that's the chances. So there's there's plenty of services. There's there's some uh, really cool. Uh, no JS packages, for instance, you can do that'll actually go out and run your site and output a static site of what it is. Interesting. So you can do it. And there's even
2: services, but then people will link to your static site. How do they?
0: Well, it's not something you publish per se. Oh, okay. Um, there's it, it fixes all that, I guess, all right. but anyway. So like on the site I'm doing now, I have some training content, you know, okay. for classes and things, and I didn't want to worry about the SEO stuff. So yeah, it would have been cool to do Angular for that. But really, the only benefit there is I would dynamically slide in my different classes. Right. Because I wasn't doing a ton of data binding. You know, I load it once. It's not a big deal. So on that one, I didn't do
1: uh, Angular. Right. But I also think if you're comfortable with MVC and you're building sites successfully with MVC. Exactly. The pattern's so different for Angular. Exactly. So anyway,
0: my point of that was, first off, debate is even worth it right. uh, to move. What are you winning for? What are you winning for? And if it is, which I think there's a lot of apps that are line, especially line of business apps. I mm-hmm. think it's an awesome opportunity. Anglers, I think, is personally great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason there is now my, I think we've talked about this on previous shows as well. I kind of, nowadays, the servers become, instead of like a web server, it's more like a data server, I call right. it. And it's just serving up JSON and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Web APIs eat the
0: world. It, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and it makes it so that, you know, I don't even care what you use now. Um, you could be on Ruby, you could be on Python, you could be on C sharp, you could be on JavaScript, yeah, you can still get my data, you know, restful services. So I think if you make the decision that, yeah, Angular is a great way to go. And I want to do the whole desktop in the browser type approach. Then the first thing I would look at is number one, do you have the ability to expose your data? Uh, and maybe you do, maybe you're already using like jQuery or, you know, something like that. Yep. If you're already doing that, okay, that's easy. You're done on that part. The next part is, okay, you need to learn the Lego pieces of Angular and see if it fits, you know, your needs. Cause it's not like it's the only game in town. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, but there's Ember and there's Backbone and there's Durandal and there's all right. these frameworks we just talked about. So, um and I don't say this to self-plug here because it's just on YouTube. It's free. But yep. I would, uh, if you check out the AngularJS in 60-ish minutes video, mm-hmm. uh, it will walk you through the fundamentals. It I don't try to make it hard. I try to make it, like, really simple. And then I think you'd have a really good idea. Is this good for me or not? Mm. Um The other thing, the last, the third point I'll make on it is a lot of people think that if you have like a web API backend that, okay, MVC goes away entirely. Uh, I don't really think that's the case. And the reason is that how many people have views, screens that load, that uh, are really dynamic from a standpoint of security and roles. Right. Well, you know, security on the JavaScript side is not a good solution. Yeah. (laughs) I can hack that pretty dang easy. Yeah. So, I think a blended approach is very appropriate in some apps. Yeah, where I think if you've
1: got a good MVC page going page to page like that, then having a section that suddenly is spa ish and using Angular would sure. be fine. It's a new feature yep. set.
0: Absolutely. In fact, we uh, talk about, what we call them mini spas. Yep. Where uh, <laughs> embedded have, spas. Yeah, yeah. It's just this part of the app leverages the spa feature and this part doesn't need it. So, we just use mm. MVC.
1: In a security context, too. It's like for a given even spa, spas, pretty much going to have a set security context. Right. Okay.
0: Well, and the other thing, though, uh, along those lines is a lot of SPAs that you see, they load static HTML just as a template. Hmm. Then they make, like, the Web API call, get right. the data, and then bind it. What I'm also saying is that with MVC, um, instead of serving up a static template, you could have it the template be dynamically generated
1: right. from MVC. That's interesting.
0: So, uh, in fact, there's a client building an app right now here for uh, physical therapists or centers or something. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing because they had some really custom ways the template should be rendered based on roles. Right. And instead of letting or worrying even about the JavaScript handling the showing and then the hiding, they just said, hey, we're going to load what should be loaded for the spa using MVC, and then we can leverage all that security. On but the it's backend.
1: almost like you're selecting the template by the security context. Right. That's right. really interesting to me, yeah. So, it's a blended approach. But it's also a way to, it's as soon as you try and hide stuff in JavaScript, you're, ha- you're hackable. Like, you're, you're fooling yourself. So, the idea that you replace a template so that the secure stuff never gets called. You just don't have the privilege. Prob- and if you even tried it, we wouldn't have the privileges prob- anyway. But the fact that it's never touched, it's actually a better rendering. Yeah, that's
0: what I think. Yeah. Um, I saw recently somebody released a uh, Shopping cart I think, because I just was looking at it for mm-hmm. this thing I'm doing. And 100% of it was uh, client-side. And I'm like, man, I sure hope that you're so validating your prices on the server side. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to get a lot of stuff for us. One I'm going penny. right. Yeah, I'm hitting yeah. F12. I'm going into the
0: little object literal. And I'm going, eh, I don't think 19 is worth it. I'm going to pay 9.99. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, of course.
1: But somebody would. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do that, one cent, dude. What
2: are you thinking? Uh, true, true. <laughs> Does anybody in the audience have a question for Mr. Waleen? Raise your hand. Right in the front. All right, yes, sir.
0: Okay, I I've done a spa and it took me a
1: long time because it was a complicated one. Yeah, it was it was even pre hot towel. And, yep. But it was based upon that stack with you know knockout and, and breeze. And now I'm thinking, well, gee, do I go to
0: Durandal or do I go to do I go to uh, something like Angler? Like Angler, yeah. Where I
1: got a new another learning curve to do.
0: Yeah, and I, I won't lie to you. It's a learning curve. I don't, I don't care if you go Durandal, Amber, Backbone, Angular. Um, I, I mean, I I told you guys, I when I first got into it, I kind of felt stupid, to be real honest. I'm like, holy crap, how hard could this be? But I already understand the whole Durandal stack pretty well. Mm-hmm. Then I'd probably stick with it. And stick with it. I yeah. would stick with it. Um, I, uh, I just don't think there's one size fits all. Yeah, Angular is my preference, but part of people's preference, I think, is what they're comfortable with. Sure. If you're already
2: comfortable with Durandal, I'd say go for it. Another question on the end there.
0: Can you talk about uh, the
2: bootstrap versus uh, foundation? Can we talk about bootstrap versus foundation? So
0: I'll be honest, I've only, that's the Zurb one I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, I kept saying the Z word and I couldn't remember. It's foundation.
0: Uh, I have only looked through their samples on the foundation. So I probably would not be the best guy to answer like, differences. I know they all do similar things. They're both responsive, at least with Bootstrap three. Bootstrap three. I know Zurb. Uh, I think it is by default uh, the foundation. So uh, there's also Pure. I don't know if anyone's anyone done Pure in here by chance. It's a yet another. What do we have? The, we had that yet another framework. It's like yet another yet another CSS uh, style. Yaks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's another one. And I've really spent most of my time though in Bootstrap. So yeah. Yeah. Question um, here.
2: In the- uh, do you have any experience with using uh, TypeScript or Dart with Angular JS? Oh, have you used TypeScript or Dart or Dart with Angular JS?
0: So um, yes, on both. Um, I've spent more time with TypeScript because it has. You can go to that uh, TypeScript, definitely type site on GitHub, and uh, they have a really nice Angular library. And, uh, the company who I'm not allowed to say the name that makes chips, um, they were doing that very heavily. So we went in to help them get started with a, or to kind of a little mentoring thing on a project. And so, yeah, I have done TypeScript, uh, Dart. I have only, I did download all the stuff because I saw they were doing a tour. Uh, they're starting up for Dart and Angular. And <laughs> I looked at it, and it's very interesting. Uh, I'm more comfortable at this point with TypeScript, to be real honest. So that's my preference. But, you know, again, it's all what your your comfort level, I think. Uh, Dart was totally interesting, though. It's, it's actually, there's it a lot of, uh, what's the word, corollaries or mm-hmm. similar things.
1: Yeah, they sort of come from the same place. I mean, the, the attraction of Dart in relation to Angular has got to be that both Google projects. Yeah. And I like the yeah. idea that Google's trying to take on this idea of, I mean, Dart feels to me like, could we ever replace JavaScript? And they're just, they're in a bridge phrase right now with the idea that maybe someday we could get away from it. I don't know if that ever happened. Yeah,
0: I always say good luck on that. Good luck with that. We We had a show show with John Songnes about
1: uh, Dart. It was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. And it sort of set the tone for that.
2: Cool. Well, Dan, what's next for you? What's on your to-do list? Well, the immediate list, I literally leave here and
0: run to the airport and (laughs) have fun in LA traffic. (laughs)
2: Go yeah. home.
0: Luckily, the flight's not for like three hours, so, so I scheduled good. it, accounting for traffic.
2: Speaking anywhere soon?
0: Uh,
1: tomorrow. Yeah, um, uh, doing right, an Angular Angular conference. Angular tomorrow. conference, and we've got Dev Intersection second week of April and in Orlando. Be, that's right. I'm excited for that. I love going to Orlando. that's going to be fun. Yeah, first time to bring Intersection to Orlando. I'm really, I'm really that and glad angle doing brackets. Doing yeah, and angle brackets and of angle brackets. Yeah, yep. you you focus so, your energy in angle brackets. Intersection angle brackets.
0: So, yeah, doing that. And then, yeah, aside from that, uh, just, you know, the normal get up, go to work, stay up too late. Yep. Not get enough C-N-H sleep. Teenage boys. Get up, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for
2: sharing your experience with us. It's very valuable to us. Thanks, thanks for right. having me. All right. Dan Wallin, everybody.
0: <laughs> thanks, guys.
2: We'll see you next time on Thought and Rock!